It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. Is Jesus God? For some, that's the question now and has been the question for almost 2,000 years. But here's the nitty-gritty. Anyone can claim to be God, but the critical point is this. What credentials substantiate that claim? What evidence is available to support the claim? If I were to make the claim that I am God, you would know in a heartbeat that I was deranged. Why? because I have no evidence to support such a claim. Some critics of Christianity question whether Jesus ever really existed. Richard Dawkins has in the past doubted that he did. I believe Dawkins has now relented. Bart Ehrman, who is usually critical of everything Christian, agrees Jesus did exist. He says, quotes, I think the evidence is just so overwhelming that Jesus existed that it's silly to talk about him not existing. I don't know anyone who is a responsible historian who is actually trained in the historical method or anybody who is a biblical scholar who does this for a living who gives any credence at all to any of this. Again, Ehrman said, quotes, Jesus existed, and those vocal persons who deny it do so not because they have considered the evidence with the dispassionate eye of the historian, but because they have some other agenda that this denial serves, end quotes. I have mentioned there are many extra-biblical ancient writers who give basic details about Jesus that is congruent to what the New Testament says. Okay, Jesus existed, but did he claim to be God? <clears throat> Either he did or he did not. I've dealt with this before in episode 22. Perhaps it bears repeating some of that again. If he did not claim to be God, then he is best understood as a lama, you might say a mystic or a guru, perhaps a holy man or a great moral teacher on the same level as Gautama, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Confucius, Socrates, the Hindu avatars, or the prophets Moses or Elijah. Regarding the common idea that Jesus is just a great moral teacher, C.S. Lewis states, quotes, I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing 
that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. That's found in Mere Christianity, page 52. In short, I want to show that Jesus claimed to be on the same level as Yahweh himself. That is what I mean when I say Jesus claimed to be God. Jesus either meant it literally or not. If he meant it literally, then the claim is either true or false. If it is true, then Jesus is Lord. If it is false, he either knew it or didn't know it was false. If he knew it was false, then he is a liar. If he didn't know it was false, then he was a lunatic or deluded in some way. If Jesus meant his claim non-literally or mystically, then he is a lama or a guru. Faced with all these facts, we must make a revolutionary choice and conclude that Jesus was either a liar, a lunatic, a lama, or Lord. I see nothing in the record of his life that would imply he was a liar or a lunatic. On pages 168 to 171 of the Handbook of Christian Apologetics, by the authors Peter Kraft and Ronald K. Tocelli. They give eight reasons why Jesus is no guru. That leaves you and me with only one choice. He is Lord, and all that you or I can do is fall on our knees and worship him. The other alternative is to reject him as Lord, and face the consequences of that rejection. My hope would be that you too would choose Jesus as Lord. When it comes to Jesus of Nazareth being divine, it is not as simple as a person like myself making that claim. I intend to show that Jesus had the credentials to back up that claim. In an article entitled, Tough Questions About Christ, in the book, Who Made God?, edited by Ravi Zacharias and Norman Geisler, Lee Strobel quotes Kevin Van Hooser, research professor at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. Van Hooser proclaims, Jesus understood himself to be the beloved Son of God, chosen by God to bring about the kingdom of God and the forgiveness of sins. Our understanding of who Jesus was must correspond to Jesus' own self-understanding. I address four categories of situations which reveals Jesus' own self-understanding about his deity. The categories are... One, Jesus' divine credentials. Two, Jesus' divine titles. 
three, Jesus's divine prerogatives, and four, Jesus's divine attributes. The first category, Jesus's divine credentials, begin with this. It's about his works, his miracles. Jesus said, even though you do not believe me, believe the works so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. That's found in John 10, verse 38. The second point about his credentials, the caliber of his character was such that he was able to challenge his enemies with this question. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? Found in John 8, verse 46. Jesus only heard the sound of silence for their reply. We can read of the temptations of Jesus, but we never hear of him confessing on his part the need for forgiveness. He never asked for forgiveness though he taught his own followers to do so. His disciples, Peter, John, and Paul, all spoke of his sinlessness. Uh, he committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. That's in 1 Peter 2.22 and Isaiah 53.9. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him is no sin. That's found in 1 John 3, 5. God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 22. Pontius Pilate, recognizing Jesus' innocence of the Sanhedrin's charge, said, quotes, I find no basis for a charge against him, end quotes. That's in John 18, verse 38. Third credential, his power over natural forces. Only God, the author of natural forces, could overcome these forces. Jesus did at least 35 miracles with some general miracles, like when Jesus was going through the cities and villages teaching and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. That can be found in multiple places. For example, in Mark 6.56 and Matthew 4.23 and 9.35 and several places in Luke and several places in John. He turned water into wine. John 2, verses 1 through 12. Calmed a raging storm, Mark 4, 39. Brought back to life the dead daughter of Jairus, Mark 5, 35 through 43. Fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, Mark 6, verses 39 through 44. Raised from the dead the grieving widow's only son at Nain, Luke 7, verses 11 through 17, and call forth Lazarus from the grave after being in the grave four days, found in John 11, verses 32 through 46. It is significant 
that Jesus' enemies did not deny this miracle. Instead, they attempted to kill Jesus. Quotes, if we let him go on like this, they said, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. In quotes, John 11, verse 48. The fourth credential is the resurrection. Jesus' supreme credential to authenticate his claim to deity was his resurrection from the dead. Five times in the course of his life, Jesus predicted he would die. He also predicted how he would die and said three days later he would rise from the dead and appear to his disciples. This can be found many places. Matthew 16, verse 21, 17, 22 through 23, Mark 8, verse 31, Mark 10, verse 32 and 33, Luke 9, verse 22. Surely Jesus' enemies would see that this was a way of testing his veracity. It was a claim that was easy to verify. It either happened or it didn't. The resurrection is so foundational a subject for Christianity that I will devote some time to it in future episodes. The fifth credential is the Holy Spirit. We know that Jesus is God because we can experience him now by the self-authenticating witness of the Holy Spirit. Experience in itself is not conclusive but combined with the well-attested truth of the resurrection gives us the basis for solid conviction. I agree with William Lane Craig, who said there is a distinction between knowing Christianity is true and showing it to be true. In his book, Reasonable Faith, page 31, Craig says we know Christianity is true by the witness of the Holy Spirit but we show it to be true by the role of argument and evidence. We end this episode with a comment by Josh McDowell and Don Stewart from their book, Answers to Tough Questions, Skeptics Ask About the Christian Faith, found on page 72. They state, quotes, Among the religious leaders who have attained a large following throughout history, Jesus Christ is unique in the fact that he alone claimed to be God in human flesh. Buddha did not claim to be God. Moses never said that he was Yahweh. Muhammad did not identify himself as Allah. And nowhere will you find Zoroaster claiming to be Anura Mazda. Yet Jesus, the carpenter from Nazareth, said, He who has seen me has seen the Father. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. 
And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott.